Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. As mentioned in the previous episode, today we're going to take a closer look at the hows and whys of face, accept, float, and letting time pass to clear our anxiety. So let's start today's show <laughs> beginning with facing, facing our anxiety. It's an interesting point to think about when you're just trying so hard to get away from something to spend so much time with these four directions that we get from Claire Weeks's books. Um, I find these I found these really helpful in explaining anxiety to people. I had not read any of Claire Weeks' work until well after I had cleared my own anxiety, and I was like finding her words so soothing, so comforting, but strong that I had really wished that I had seen her material when I had needed it. And so I often use it, her words with my clients to explain some of these ways that we can interrupt anxiety, interrupt those panic attacks, and get our life back on track to where we're not in that fear, adrenaline, fear cycle anymore. So we begin uh, using Claire Weeks's words with facing. And I look at that as uh, facing the facts of the current state you're in um, and the current state of your mind and body because they're not separate. We can't have one without the other. And we need to be able to face what's actually going on in this mind-body that is so very connected. And how do we do that? That's where we can think about interrupting a little bit is by stopping and turning, turning toward what is actually happening. Now, this is a curious place because usually what's happening is something unwanted, and so we want to turn away from it. We want to move past it or... Um, flee from it. And we all know that feeling of fleeing only feeds the fear cycle. So again, the first step is a bold one and it does take courage, but we stop and we turn toward what is actually happening and leaning into the discomfort versus pushing it away. Um, this is um, just a habit that you learn over time to be able to lean into discomfort, whether it's an uncomfortable thought, a thought that's causing you stress, or a situation, 
all of it can be leaned into versus pushing it away. When we push it away, we lose our power. We don't need to do anything with it, but we need to turn toward it and have a willingness to have a relationship with what is actually happening, a relationship with what is. Then as we move on a little bit, we come to accepting and accepting what is happening, accepting our thoughts, accepting our body sensations, accepting a situation um, without judgment. Uh, to be able to actually be present with what's happening and not hiding from it, not fleeing from it, um, accepting it. And this gives us a powerful opportunity to actually make a shift. Seeing what is versus escaping into the past uh, or into the future. And it can be interesting to say the least. And it is a way of being in the present moment. And so you've heard us talk a lot about that, being in the present moment, being mindful. Claire Weeks just had different terminology for these things, but it's very, very helpful. And so this is where when we're talking about being in the present moment and being mindful, we're talking about acceptance. We are accepting what is, what is actually happening. This is a place of power. And how do we do this? We do this by having a willingness to not be perfect. We have to be willing to be open and vulnerable. Um, we may not like what is going on. We may not. This may not be our preference, but it is. And so this is that piece of, of really bringing ourselves into the moment, the moment of reality. And it may not be what we, have, we would have chose. It may not be... Uh, a preference, like I said, but it is. And so we start by accepting it and by having a willingness to hold it without judgment. And we don't want to have a judgment that we or the experience is wrong because then we get into that black and white thing, right? We've had full podcasts on the black and white thinking. So we want to eliminate that. We want to move beyond the black and white thinking into a place without judgment, meaning that we're not fueling um, our anxiety. We fuel it with right and wrong, black and white, woulda, coulda, shouldas, right? So we want to, we want to just suspend judgment and be with what is, accepting it because it's there. Not because we wanted it to be there, not because we think it's the right thing or it's the perfect thing. It's just because it's there. And that's there's a moment of clarity that happens when you have acceptance of what is, that you really begin to see that this is the place where you have choice and you have power. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to 
switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. And several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. One Skin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. And now I'm moving into floating, which is what I had promised to talk about because it is a place where there seems to be some confusion sometimes and in what it really means to float. Um, I have had people ask me uh, what was wrong with them because they were They thought they were floating through their experience, but they still felt horrible. They still had the anxiety. They still had the stress. And so I want to say that floating does not mean the absence of any bodily sensations or of any fear or discomfort. Floating means that you are with it and you have let go of a need to do something with it. Okay, so floating, we can all do it. It's just like floating in the water. You actually sometimes need help learning how to do it because it seems so unnatural, but it happens quite naturally. We just have to let go. Even learning to float in the water is an act of faith of letting go. It's about relaxing And so we can remember that when we're in a stressful situation or an anxiety, panic situation. We can remember that we have to let go. Okay, you can just begin to see that um, the method that Claire Weeks had here with her four simple directions, that there was some real direction for us here. Because we cannot flow if we have not accepted. And we cannot accept if we have not faced. So we start with the beginning and we work our way through this over and over and over. And letting go is where the tide begins to turn. You will actually feel different when you float and you are letting go. It may not be a big difference. It may be very subtle, but this is where you begin to feel a bit of difference. And we can float through a challenging experience by using our breath as our anchor and staying fully connected to our body. We don't need to flee it. We don't need to do anything to it. Or we don't need to run away. Or we don't need to change the situation. We can stay and we can stay connected to our body by just using our breath as a reminder and watching our breath. It is the struggle to do something about all these feelings and sensations and thoughts that causes us to flail about. It causes us to clench down, to become more anxious, to become more tight, nervous, 
and we flail about like a drowning person in the water. And this causes more fear and more danger signals to the brain, which causes the body to react again with its um, fight, flight, or freeze hormonal response. And that just keeps us stuck in the loop until the mind-body lets go of its own accord, as in a panic attack, as you have noticed, they don't last forever. The body will just let go. It, there's only so much that it can do when it is in that extreme that of a panic attack. You end up feeling exhausted, and you should because it's been a long and hairy ride. And what you need to do to stay out of that is to float. So, you know, how do we do this floating? It sounds so delightful, and I, geez, I'd do it if I could, right? Well, th this is where the practice that we've been doing over and over, that we talk about on the podcast over and over, practicing meditation, practicing deep breathing or mantras by being in prayer, doing um meditative yoga or tai chi, doing the body scan, using biofeedback, uh, guided imagery, qigong, or simply using progressive muscle uh, relaxation, as in the relaxation response. This is where they all come into play. We do these things in our better moments or in our regular routine of our day, and we do them over and over and over so that we can, when we need to, float. Because those practices, those are all the ways that um, come to let the body know that all is well. Because we cannot be in um, doing relaxation and being tight and sending out danger signals at the same time. So it is through these practices of of letting the body know that all is well because we are in relaxation and deep breathing. And that in turn is turning on the parasympathetic nervous system, which brings the calm, peace, and lets the fear, adrenaline, fear cycle be released. It's interrupted. This slows down our breathing it slows our heart rate, it decreases our blood pressure, all which really feel good and calming. And that's why I said that you will begin to feel different in floating because you'll be doing this, your body is going to start relaxing. And why? Because you have paved a path to that relaxation place, to I call it the place behind your heart. It's like an imaginary place that you have gone to so many times that when you call it up, finally, in a moment when you need it, you can get there. Now, you can't just do it if you haven't practiced beforehand. That's why we talk about doing a meditation practice daily because we want to be able to know how to get to that place that turns on the parasympathetic nervous system, which is where we go to when we practice our meditation, deep breathing, our mantras, our prayers, our yoga, tai chi, body scan, biofeedback, guided imagery, qigong, progressive muscle relaxation, and all of the other ones that you may have come up with. 
But we get there by practicing and turning on that parasympathetic nervous system over and over again in times when we don't particularly need it, but we practice it so that it is there and we know the way when we do need it. I can't stress this enough. It isn't about just knowing how to do a meditation. It's about having done it so many times that you know the way by heart. And like I said, it feels good. That's when you start, when you find yourself and you're having to float, you feel good. You, if you feel the calming, oh, I, I know how to go there. And, and then in turn, you continue to send those signals. There is no danger. There is no danger here. And that the body can then not need to be in the fear, adrenaline, fear loop anymore. And we interrupt this over and over again for as long as we need to. But we, what we're doing at the same time is sending the signals that all is well and that we can relax, which means that we can let go. And it's in this state of letting go, this floating, that is, there, there's so much becomes clear and that we can, at this point, we can really begin to see that we are not our symptoms this is the place that we can start to also see that we can tease out these bodily symptoms are not who we are. We are not the symptoms we feel, and we are not needing to keep the stress response loop going. We can let go because there is no danger. We can float through what is happening because we can send our mind the message there, our mind can send our body the message that there is no danger here because we are letting go. We are relaxing those muscles. And the more we engage with these four awesome directions that Claire Weeks has laid out for us, the sooner we begin to see changes in the intensity of our anxiety panic. The other things that change are the days or the hours between the flare-ups and that we can actually learn to ride them out in a predictable manner, which in turn takes so much of the power and intensity out of the anxiety. We see that we no longer fear these times and that we have gone through them before and we will be able to go through them again as needed. Again, a something that people don't like to think about, but this really sends the body the message, I am not afraid because I know I can get through that should I need to. And you may be saying, right, I want it to be gone for good. I don't want it to be hanging around knowing I can handle it. I want it to be gone for good. And with time, you will, you will be totally away from your anxiety panic forever because you will have the ability to know that that is not a place of fear. When those symptoms come up, it is not something to fear. It is simply an old habit that the body is still stuck in, and it will go away with time, especially with practice of meditation and of reminding yourself that there's no fear here. There is nothing here that I need to be afraid of. No danger. We can relax and let go. Eventually, you'll have a moment when you can't remember your last uh, anxiety, panic, ordeal, or day. The idea is that you are not afraid even if it were to happen. 
because you have an entirely different relationship now with your mind and body. And the fear of fears is no longer one that arises. That second fear, it's gone. You can find this place of peace and freedom. And I know that it takes courage because I've been there. My hope is that you continue to face, accept, float, and let time pass. And for today's quote before we close out, it's from Oriah Mountain. She says, there is only one freedom, the freedom from fear. Again, that was Oriah Mountain. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.